episodes we're presenting some of Aesop's fables. Aesop was a man who lived a long time ago and wrote stories which make people think as well as being fun. Have a listen and see what Aesop's stories might teach you. We bring you We bring you some We bring you some of Aesop's, Aesop's, Aesop's fables. Aesop's, Aesop's, Aesop's fables. I would think that a giraffe is probably the tallest animal on earth, wouldn't you? A whale's bigger, but I'm not sure how tall a whale is. An elephant would be a bit shorter, I suppose, than a hippopotamus, a horse, dog, cat, mouse, perhaps. I'm sure I've missed loads out. Can you think of any? This is a story about two creatures smaller than a mouse, a grasshopper and an ant. The grasshopper was called Graham, Gray for short, and the ant was called Antony, Ant for short. Ant, ant. <laughs> it was summertime. The sun was shining. There was plenty of food for ants and grasshoppers to eat. Grasshoppers, as well as hopping around in the grass, like to eat grass. Whereas ants will not touch the stuff, but will eat almost anything else they can get their hands on. Of course, ants don't actually have hands, just little pincery things. Grey the grasshopper, remember, was enjoying the sun, lying on his little grasshopper sun lounger with his little grasshopper sunglasses on, munching a grass sandwich and feeling very chilled out. It is a story, don't forget. Ah, this is the life, he thought. What could be better? Well, I can think of quite a few things better than a grass sandwich, can't you? My favourite sandwich is sausage and marmalade. No, it really is. Try it sometime. Sweet and sour. Anyway, Grey was very happy, lazing around, soaking up the sun, and getting his six legs tanned and his wings warmed. He was just about to start munching when he saw Ant, the ant, remember, walking by carrying a small apple core, one of those... Annoying but gigantic humans must have dropped it somewhere. Now an apple core might not look so big to you because you're very big yourself. But an ant is tiny and the apple core looked enormous in ants' pincers. Ants are very strong, you know. Imagine if you were an ant, an ant the size you are now. You would be strong enough to carry a car. A car! Why you'd want to carry a car when you could just sit in it and drive, I can't imagine. But it gives you an idea of how strong an ant is. Wow. Anyway, 
ant wasn't carrying a car, just an apple core, which, to an ant, ant the ant, was still incredibly heavy. Hi, ant, said Grey. How's it going, mate? Ant found it very difficult to talk, carrying a massive apple core, so he pincered it onto the ground. Not bad, said Ant. Although he was very strong, he was still very grateful to have a bit of a rest, talking to his chum Grey. Can I interest you in a grass sandwich? said Grey. No thanks, Grey, said Ant. I could put some pickle on it if you like, said Grey. Nah, not my cup of tea. Grey was a bit confused because he hadn't even mentioned a cup of tea. Just then, Wendy the Worm wriggled into view. Hello, you two. Having a picnic? Not sure how Wendy knew about the grass sandwich and the apple core because worms don't have eyes. Ah, perhaps she smelled them. Oh, worms don't have noses either. Just a minute. Worms, ants and grasshoppers can't speak either. Oh, thank goodness it's only a story. Would you like a grass sandwich? asked Grey. No thanks, Chuck, said Wendy. Wendy called everybody Chuck. She had a very bad memory, so it meant she didn't have to remember names. Sometimes she couldn't even remember which was her front or her back, because they both looked the same. Sometimes the only way she could remember was to get a friend to tickle her in the middle and see which end laughed. Just had a jolly good munch on some lovely soil, and I've got a spare bag of it here in case I get hungry again, she said. She held up a paper bag full of not very delicious looking earth. Yucky ruck, said the other two at exactly the same time. Is that huge apple core for your lunch then, Chuck? Nah, said Aunt, taking it home for the store. The store? You're going to store it away, said Grey, but... But it's dinner time. Don't you want to eat it right now? I suppose to an ant it does look quite scrummy. Well, it is tempting to eat it now, said Ant. But what happens when winter comes? It usually snows, said Ringo, the friendly beetle, who had just popped out from under some leaves. Picnic? said Ringo. Would you like a grass sandwich? asked Grey. No, thanks, Chumbly, said Ringo. My mum packed me a couple of grubs to eat for when I was walking. Don't know what you're missing, said Grey. Well, I'd better be getting along, said Ant. So he picked up his apple core and got along. I have to say his muscles look really big. The others, Grey, Wendy and Ringo, waved to him as he slowly disappeared into the distance. Then they all tucked into their grass, grubs and soil. Mmm, what a picnic! Actually, Ringo had been right. When winter comes, it snows, sometimes. Food becomes very hard to find because any food there might be is hidden under a layer of the white stuff. When winter came, the nest where Ant and his auntie mates had stored all their food was a great place to be. If you're an ant, of course. Nice and snugly, Loads to eat from the food store, seeds, grain, apple cores and stuff, and lots of anti-friends to sing carols with. Oh, yes. Ringo was fine. His mum had made their little hole in the ground as snug as a bug in a rug. A rug wasn't a very sensible place to keep your store of bugs, of course, 
but Ringo the Beetle and his three brothers enjoyed picking them out one by one and scrunching them all through the winter. The four brothers also spent all winter practicing their musical instruments because they wanted to form a band in the spring, the Beatles. Hmm, don't think that name will ever catch on. Wendy the Worm had finally remembered which way round she was and had burrowed head first, she thinks, into the ground where she made lots of little tunnels filled with scrummy, well, earth to eat all through the winter. It didn't matter that there was snow on the ground up above. It was a bit like being in an igloo, nice and warm. I'm afraid it was a different kettle of fish for Grey, and he didn't even like fish, and he didn't have a kettle either. He had no roof over his head. His grasshopper sun lounger was frozen solid as a board. The grass was hidden under piles of snow, and he couldn't even find his spade to dig some up. Oh, dear. How he wished that all through his lazy, hazy summer, just enjoying himself, he'd thought to put some food by for times like this. Lesson learned, I suppose. I'll 
the gray grasshopper blues So hungry that I might die Me oh my, too hungry to fly Me oh my Look out for more Aesop songs and stories soon And don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast Thanks for listening Songs and stories